Do people know that sometimes you can make a short film? Does anybody know about that? Well, the thing about it is that it was supposed to be, and you can tell. You're fucking joking. <laughs> it was shot as a short entitled The Sitter, which was like just the urban light, which was just the first 20 yeah. minutes of the movie, which is amazing. And then this fucking guy, Fred Walton, the director, he saw Halloween and he was like, that movie did really well. I should make a full movie about a babysitter. But then that's not what it's about at all. And it's trash. <laughs> it's hey, so Fred? stupid. <laughs> Fred, turn on your location. Like, we'll talk. I'm really sorry if anyone listening, if When a Stranger Calls is your favorite movie. I find well, that hard to believe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's just, it's like. It's boring. Yeah. It's boring. I'm so sorry. You know the scenes in movies where it's like, oh, they put this in for the runtime. That's the whole movie That's except the for the first 20 movie. minutes. The beginning and the last scene, the scenes that Carol Kane are in yeah. are yes. incredible. Exactly. And then That's everything it. else, I'm like, oh my God. It was bad. Uh, well, it wasn't bad. I shouldn't say that. It was not a bad movie. That's harsh. But, but it was boring. But it's fucking boring in the middle. Yeah. Listen, I was falling asleep during this movie because I'm a sleepy little guy. And I definitely didn't look back over my notes. So we may have some things that just make no sense. And I'm very excited to see if that happens. I watched this movie in three separate installments. <laughs> it yeah. took quite a while because I was bored and I wanted to do something else. Yeah. <laughs> literally i was shopping for sweatpants that i didn't end up buying because it's cold in my apartment all the time now welcome to the fright of your life podcast i'm riley and i'm tara and we are here to walk you through the 100 scariest movie moments of all time as determined by the bravo tv network in the year 2004 and today the movie with the 28th scariest movie moment of all time is when a stranger calls from 1979 directed by fred walton Boo! Money grabbing jerk. This shouldn't have been a feature length film. This should have been a really good short film. I literally, I thought that was going to be like a funny little bit. I was like, some things should be short films. And then you were like, yeah, this was supposed to be a short film. And it was like, <laughs> oh, that's why it's like that. They took that guy and they're like, hey, can you run around and yell? And he said, yes, I can. Because that guy was like really good friends with the director, oh. that actor, uh, Tony Beckley was his name and he passed away shortly after filming the movie oh, so he was no. like terminally ill throughout the production oh. and oh, no. so like um, producers and people were like well he doesn't really look like a killer because he was like a scrawny type of guy and Fred was like that's my friend we're not recasting him he can oh. and he was a very scary and believable uh, killer he's great, I thought <laughs> yeah, he's a good actor it's just like funny that sometimes what he is doing, what Kurt is doing is is running away from someone going, ah, it's a lot of like Scooby doing and him like throwing yes. like plates behind him. Yes. <laughs> it's like Mario Kart. Exactly. Okay. So when a stranger calls, we open on a person walking down the street and there's like lamps on the street and it's like a little dark out and you're like, ooh, and I thought it was going to be the killer, but actually it's the girl. It's Jill. It's Jill. It's Carol she's... Kane. Yes. Uh, the best part of this movie by a fucking far. She's so good. She's so good. Um, and I will say, like, this movie is so good if you've ever been a babysitter also. Like, mm -hmm. I was having so many, like, physical, visceral reactions and sense memories. It was horrible. <laughs> it's so scary. And then the rest of the movie happens. Exactly. The first 20 minutes, though, dude. So like, good. Ah. Beautiful. Sorry I was mean to you, Fred Walton, but also... <laughs> don't sacrifice your art for you can money make, you can Fuck make a you. short film it's okay literally and like then you can go make a fucking halloween knockoff in yeah. your spare time like i don't 
but so basically jill is on her way to babysit and she gets to the house and like immediately the parents are like we have to leave the kids have colds we have a reservation we must go and they're like the phone but this like the thing is like the fridge is stocked they're always like come into our house and eat out of our fridge i'm like i don't know what i'm allowed to eat from your fridge <laughs> i ate before i came here exactly like it's 10 o'clock oh yeah but he's like i have low-fat yogurt in the fridge the dad that says. was so funny <laughs> like was that hard to get in the eight in the late 70s or something low-fat yogurt what do girls like exactly that's like the best kind of babysitting is like the kids are asleep Mm -hmm. go sit down for a couple hours like i would just like i had a i had a a neighbor who i would babysit for who um was from the uk so he would um i guess he didn't have to be from the uk but i think he had like a login for like bbc like to watch it on the computer and he would illegally download orphan black and give it to me on a hard drive (laughs) or i would watch it in his basement and like sherlock and that was when sherlock was huge Mm -hmm. and like you couldn't find it in the u.s and everybody was like like torrenting it and it was really dangerous and i just got to watch it in the basement (laughs) but yeah so anyway so she's like she's like living like you know the high life as one does when you start babysitting and then it gets later and then things start to make you nervous yeah she's talking on the phone like very loudly to her friends mind you when like the mom was like the kids have bad colds like i gave them medicines to like knocked out try not to wake them up it's like basically just like don't go upstairs and bother them just like hang out down here till we come home And she's like, I'm going to let the phone ring so much all the time. And she's talking to her friend who like does not sound like a good friend because the conversation they're happening sounds like her friend is like dating her ex-boyfriend or like wants to date her ex or something. She's like, oh, but Bobby's cute. And she was like, please don't date Bobby. There's something very Betty and Veronica about it. They're like, she's like, well, I wouldn't date Bobby because I know you think he's cute because like I wouldn't want to do that to you. But it's like totally. And she's like, she's like, yeah, don't. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then, I was like, yeah, I'd appreciate it. In like a very confusing request, she asks her friend to give Bobby the number for the Mandrakis house, which is where she's babysitting. But like, yeah. don't tell him that I told you. Like, why would he call the random house? Why would her friend be giving him this phone number? Like, what is the explanation here? And then also she's like, oh, were you talking to him? And the girl's like, yeah. I'm like, what are we just having little phone call dates with this fucking guy? Like, what is Bobby doing? What's Bobby doing all night talking on the phone? He's dating two girls (laughs) at once, baby, with their consent, like in the Archie comics. But basically, it's important that Jill is expecting this phone call from Bobby. Um, Because... When the phone rings, she's like, oh, I'll answer it. But the thing is, she should be answering it either way Mm -hmm. because she's the babysitter and also because the kids are upstairs asleep. And the mom said, like, don't wake them up. Literally. Uh, But she answers the phone and there's nobody there. So she hangs up. Uh, The phone rings again. So she picks it up. This time there's somebody there and it's a man asking, have you checked the children? Oh, <laughs> she says what <laughs> and then the guy hangs up and like i have some next steps she should take right number one check the children number two call your mom at least you know like it's fair for a little bit cause, like the first couple of rings she like thinks it's bobby because she just sure. told yes, someone to give bobby this phone number so it would make sense that he'd be calling and she's like oh yeah. maybe he's messing with me Yes, that's true. Then the exact same thing happens again. And and she hears like a clattering upstairs. So it's like, <sighs> dude, he's he's in there. He's up there. Yeah. 
like i would be in like in these houses like locked in like there's no room for error no way anybody was in the house like i'd be sitting by the front door yeah and I would hear like the smallest noise and be like, someone's here. Yeah, exactly. And like, or there's, I'd be, like the kids are up, like, so, you know, like there's like no fucking lights on either. I'm like, please turn on the lights. But also just like, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, I would err on the side of caution. Like, even if I'm getting pranked, I'm going to check the kids after I hear that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the phone rings again and she's getting pissed now, but she still thinks it's Bobby. Like she answers and she's like, Bobby, like, leave me alone. Right. The guy hangs up. And then she starts, like, drinking neat whiskey. Yeah, she pops out the JMO. I'm like, girl, are you, in, like, not in high school right now? <laughs> She's just drinking brown liquor straight. Yeah, like, okay. Which, like, it's a stressful situation, but I don't know. It's funny. Yeah, no, it, it is. I mean, like, and, like, she also realizes some of the, like, object clattering that she hears is, like, ice cubes and the ice machine and, like, stuff like that. Um, she also, like, keeps letting the phone ring as the movie progresses, and I'm like they're gonna wake up <laughs> i hate to say it those kids are not gonna wake up you're actually really correct about that those kids are not gonna wake up at all um something cool that they do though is like sometimes she'll calm down like it's like when she sees the ice cubes and she's like oh shit it was just the ice cubes she like calms down but the music stays really tense yeah that was very cool it's so good it's such a good scene i know it's like it's so masterful Cause it's like, I want to make, I like, I want to separate, like Fred Walton did that. He yeah. did that really fucking excellent stuff. And then he just like, why'd we do the rest of it? Silly. Yeah. I know. It's like, ugh. um, the phone rings again at this point. I'm like, maybe we leave the phone off the hook, but then I guess like yes. the parents might be calling. Oh, like yeah. it's, it's a difficult situation. That's true. And I, she answers the phone again and it's another, have you checked the children? But then we get this like shot of like, out the window of her in there oh, yeah and it's like it's like this like objectively it would be this cool like orchestral thing but it just sounds like the fucking thx thing that like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah oh and i think at this point after that particular call she gets like she gets really stressed and she calls the restaurant mm-hmm. to like see what's up with the parents um and it's like every little noise is starting to freak her out like we're seeing like the little there's like a grandfather clock so we see like the pendulum ticking and like a sink dripping and everything like everything's starting to get to her she calls the restaurant to see where the parents are and right. the people at the restaurant tell her oh like they left they left like 40 minutes ago or something they're not at the restaurant anymore so she's i guess hoping that they're gonna be on their way soon but she makes the decision to call the police um and they ask her like is this an emergency and she, at first she says yes but then mm-hmm. she's like well no it's not really an emergency which feels like there's something that feels not to like make it gendered, but no. feels like such a woman thing to be yep. like, oh no, it's not a big deal. Or like actually like to not want to like inconvenience people or like not make a big deal out of something. It, like, or even just like, yeah, like I guess not, it's not technically an emergency, but you know something's wrong. Yeah. And like, if you're wrong, deal with it later, you know, like. Right. Exactly. If you earnestly called the police thinking there was something up, like that's not going to be an issue. Like they don't like prank call. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. no way. <sighs> And she's talking to a police officer and they ask her, like, has this man threatened you or is he using any obscene language? And she's like, no, because all he said is, have you checked the children? Like, oh, it's probably just some weirdo. Don't worry. And I'm like, it is a weirdo. It is a weirdo. That's a problem. And then the cop on the line is like, hey, have you tried whistling at him? (laughs) Whistle really loud. Next time he calls, it'll hurt his ears and he'll hang up. It's like, oh, yeah, thank you. I didn't realize we were in the fucking Looney Tunes. She's like, like yeah, really joking? good idea. <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah. you so much. So now everything's fine because she's going to whistle. Yeah, movie over. 
Um, <laughs> so the fucking Peppa Pig thing, it's like, I can't whistle. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you mean like this? <laughs> Boom, hangs on the phone. That's fucking um, Duncan. You literally. <laughs> um, but speaking of Duncan, he fucking calls back. And this time he says, why haven't you checked the children? And he's like uh. angry. He's like yelling this yeah. time. Like the music gets all loud. And it's like Carol <laughs> Kane's big old doe eyes, like just zooming yeah. in on her eyes. And she looks at the door and she runs to like lock the door because the door wasn't locked this whole time. Literally, people from the suburbs are crazy. Sorry, guys. You're all insane. Why wasn't the door locked? That's like, I don't know. Like, it's just like when people who aren't from major cities are like, oh, yeah, we don't lock the doors. I'm like, why not? I lock my door the instant it closes. My yes. door is never unlocked. She also starts turning the lights out. Um, yeah, I to- was curious about this move. Um, to which I responded, shorty locked them doors and turn the lights down low. Oh, yeah, because I think she thinks the person calling is, like, outside watching her. Right. Although, right, like, I don't know. Right. They didn't have cell phones. I don't know. Unless there's, like, a pay yeah. phone across the street. I don't know. Maybe a car phone. Or, like, someone across the way. Like, she thinks that someone's watching her from outside. So, I guess she wants to turn mm-hmm. the lights off so people can't see in. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but that also means she can't really see around because it's dark. Right. <laughs> this is the problem. But so she does all this and she is like, okay, I'm going to fucking check the children now. And um, the phone is ringing and it's like echoing through the house. And she like goes towards the stairs. And I have a question for you, Riley. Why do these people have 8,000 canes? I didn't notice this. She picks up one cane out of like 25. That is, I thought she picked up a fire poker. Is that later? She does get a fire poker. I thought that was later. I thought she picked up a cane first. I totally missed the cane business. Parents is using a cane. No. Like, they're not umbrellas. I know they're not umbrellas. Like, (laughs) I know I'm right about this. I'm trying to not, like, talk myself out of it. Those are canes, and there's too many of them. I believe you. But something really stressful that happens is she's, like, going up the stairs, and then, like, she stops moving, and then the call stops. Yeah. So she's like, okay, this motherfucker's watching me. So she like crouches down. So she calls the police again and they're like, yeah. did you try whistling? <laughs> and she says, this is when she's like, he's watching me through the windows. Like, I can feel it. Like, can you please help me? And the cop's like, oh, right. calm down. Literally, I wrote, hey, Jill, fucking chill out, okay? But then he says, if he calls again, we can try to trace the call. You just have to keep him on the line for at least a minute. Which is a long time because this guy, he's just been saying, have you checked the children hanging up? Like, how is she supposed to keep him talking for over a minute? And she's saying she's like, he literally hangs up after a few seconds. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. And he's like, oh, just relax. You're safe. It's fine. She's not safe. No, (laughs) it's not fine. Um, So she's in the living room again. And then she grabs the fire poker. Yes. And she's like, fuck this. Like, I am on I am on watch now. So the phone rings again and the over a minute long conversation goes like this she says hello he says it's me she says i know where are you and then he doesn't say anything so she says i'm not gonna be here much longer to which he says i know and then she asks can you see me and he says yes and she says i'm sorry that i turned the lights down but you scared me if that's what you wanted um he says no so she says what do you want and he says your blood all over me 
dude bye <laughs> bye dude. i'm hanging up bye like sorry i verbatim read out that conversation but it was scary to me well, also, not to be like, you missed a thing, but you missed a thing that I was really <laughs> fixed on is that she's like, I'll turn the lights back on if you want. Kind of like, she's kind of fucking with him, which I love. I mean, obviously, she's stalling for time, but right. like, she kind of catches a little attitude with him, which I love. But she's like, I'll turn the lights back on. He goes, no, don't. Yeah. You know? Like, because like, A, she'll see him, but also B, like, he's all fucked up. She's like very scared now. She says something about like the police will be here soon. Or she says something that like lets slip that the police are coming and that like freaks him out. And he like pretty immediately hangs up. Like once he understands that the police are involved. So he hangs up. The phone rings again. (laughs) If you can believe it. If you can believe it. The phone rings again. It's the police. And what did the police have to say to her, Tara? They're like, hey, the call is coming from inside the house. And they're also like, get the fuck out of there. Get out immediately. She's like running for the door, but there's fucking kids upstairs. She's the babysitter. So she hesitates. The music is going crazy, mind you. It is just out of control. A light comes on upstairs and then you hear a man's voice say hello. Mm. And that scared me. That scared me more than the calls coming from inside the house. Because like we anticipated that. We knew that was coming. But to hear him go hello from upstairs. Like his little head sticking out the little shadow. Really scared me. And then she can't get the door open because she locked it. And I'm like, take the chain off. Take the chain off, baby. It's easy. Oh, she flings open the door. And like the fucking detective cop, whatever the fuck his face is, is like just standing there at the door. I don't think he actually was. I think yeah, was, he's not. It's just a jump scare for the audience. But it was right. so confusing. No, it's really weird. I was like, who's that? Uh, yeah, because that's like then he's just standing in the doorway and there's cops wandering around. I'm like, well, this must not be the murderer. Then, right. Because huh? like we don't know what the guy looks like. That could have been exactly. Him. <laughs> it was so confusing. No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, um, and then the good part of the movie's over. Yeah, literally. It I get, wrote, it, okay, so movie over, right? It literally doesn't get good again until Carol Kane comes back. Exactly. But basically, like, this... So the cop that's in the doorway is named um, somebody Clifford. I just called him Cliff the As whole did time. I. John Clifford, I think, but his fucking name is Cliff now. And he's talking to a different cop named Charlie. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, okay. They're like talking about it. They're like, so the guy got caught. He's from England. We don't know how he got. He like came over the border, like blah, blah, blah. He has like a seaman's license. Mm-hmm. They Lord say seaman a lot. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, and th- we learned that he had killed the kids several hours before he made the attempt on Jill's life. Yeah. Um, the the mother is sobbing in the living room and like horrifically like other cops like carry down two little body bags and it is like this isn't a question that gets answered throughout the movie and maybe it's just like one of those atrocities of human life but it's like why them like why did he break into this house and kill these two kids and like fuck with this babysitter right no there's no yeah there's like no rhyme or reason it's literally like the strangers it's because you were home it's mental illness in it in it love like it's giving that you know they're like hmm um but we learned that jill lived she's okay yeah um and then like boom it's seven years later seven years later okay i don't (laughs) i have no idea where the fuck we are i thought we were back at the house oh we are back at the house because it's like a new house maybe or maybe it's the same house i don't know we only saw it with all the lights off right because the father of these murdered children Mm-hmm. has contacted cliff again um because the guy who i'm gonna call duncan his name is kurt duncan 
mm-hmm. I believe. <laughs> but yeah. Duncan has escaped from the mental institution that he was being held in. Um, so the dad called Cliff and was like, you got to get this guy, basically. But like in classic cop in a movie fashion, Cliff is now um, a private a private eye instead of a cop, de- like a police detective. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's like so true detective of him. Um, but yeah, they like sit there and they're like, hmm, it's really fucked up when kids get murdered, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, see you later. He's like, this should never happen again. And I'm like, yeah. Agreed. Uh-huh. So Cliff goes to the institution that Duncan has escaped from. I and lied. This is the best part of the movie. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's so perplexing. He's talking to the like doctor in charge there. And she, she is does like. She not give a fuck. She's so incredibly defensive and like un- unagreeable. <laughs> does not want to help at all. She's like pissed that he's even asking. She's like, I don't fucking care. She's like, let me play you a tape. (laughs) She's like, I gave this guy so many drugs and we did electroshock like 40 times on him. So he should be cured by now. I don't think he's going to kill anyone. And it's like, bitch. I don't get it at all. She's like, I hate you. Listen to this tape and plays this (laughs) tape of Duncan yelling so much to demonstrate that he is deranged. Yeah. She's like, what did she say? She's just like so funny. She's like, when will you understand? (laughs) Yeah. She's like. Do you like, do you see how little we know of the human mind? It's and then so she plays stupid. her being like, well, Duncan, I'm just trying to help you. And he's like, rah, 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 don't literally. Touch me. And I'm like, yeah, he's hello, welcome. Like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, he sounds like so many dogs barking. <laughs> he just sounds like several dogs. It's stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> because like in, in the same breath, she's like, I don't think this man will kill anybody because he got fixed at my hospital. And then she's like, there's so much we don't understand. I'm like, girl, which is it? Like, this is fucked up. You want to hear it? Um, literally. And then he gives like the tough cop speech of like, listen, lady, I'm not going to read your files, which he should do. I understand yeah. that he wants her to just tell him. But, like, let her tell you and then take the files and read them, you jackass. Like, he does not want to do his job. He just wants no, he to murder. Doesn't. Nobody <laughs> wants to do anybody's job. Nobody wants to work these days. It's like nobody <laughs> wants to work these days. Get your ass up and work, Cliff. See, problematically, as we always do, you called him Duncan and I called him Kurt. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to try to fix it. Um, I will probably end up That's being okay. like Kurt Duncan a lot. It's the same thing um, happened with like every character where like the Wikipedia calls them by their last name, but the captions in the movie called them by their yeah, first yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. So it was very confusing. Horrific. So I was like, Horrific. who is that? Um, but basically Kurt Duncan, the murderer is at a bar. And when you like, you know that it's him because it cuts from him, like yelling to just like a little like close up of his face. And it's like, oh, that must be the murderer. Well, it's also really funny because he starts speaking and he's British and we only yeah. know one British man in this movie. <laughs> That's true. That's true. The only British man alive. I'm like, surely that's not a coincidence. But yeah, like he's at this bar acting very normal with a capital N, you know? And yeah. Yeah. This Ugh. woman is like he's so cold. gross. He like he's so gross. He's very good at this role because he is just sickening. Like he's just like a wet little man, you know. He's trying to pick up this woman. Her name is Tracy, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to pick up this woman. She's very uninterested and he's very persistent. It's exhaust. And then like Ugh. this guy Bill is like, "Hey, fuck, hey buddy, 
leave the lady alone and he's fucking right because she like gets up and like moves to a seat further down the bar and then he like gets up to sit next to her again it's so scary and he grabs her arm i don't it's hard but still it's when he touches her she's like don't touch me and then the guy like from further in the bar like is like hey leave her alone get out of here and the bartender's like, it's fine. And I'm like, it's not fine. He's so scary. He's like, do you live around here? Like, she is not into Literally. You. He's like, um, I'm new in town. I don't have no friends. And it's like, okay. That's like, he's just, cool. he is so scary because like he touches her. She screams. The guy comes like rough him up and is like, hey, get out of here. And he just like doesn't react and yeah, like he doesn't just leave. Fucking sits there. He just like doesn't listen to people. He's like so unreasonable. It's scary. And like, but he doesn't act like you can't like. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you had called the cops and been like, this guy won't fucking leave me alone, they'd be like, he's just sitting there, though. But he's not doing anything. He's just sitting there. Like, hey, get out of here. Did you hear me? And then he spits in the guy's face. Oh, yeah, he does. It's so gross. Um, And this guy beats the shit out of him. And I realize, like, we have the benefit of knowing that he has killed children. Yeah. But the bartender's like, Bill, stop. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, and then they cut to Tracy and you see her, like, being a woman and, like, feeling sad (sighs) that he's hurt. And I'm like, let's, no, no. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that sideways. Um, also, this is not important at all, but the bartender in some light looked a little bit like Paul McCartney with the beard. It's so like, okay, Paul McCartney. Okay, Paul. Yeah, that's uh, also the bartender, Paul McCartney, picks up the phone and he's like, hello, I would like to report a fight. And like before he can get any further, Bill takes the phone out of his hand. But I like the idea that he just like called up the cops to be like, hey, there's a fight. And they're like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, sick. And he hangs up the phone. I thought that'd be fun. <laughs> Anyway, now it's party time. Yeah, it is. Cliff is at this party where he looks extremely out of place because everybody looks like young and hip. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just all of Charlie's friends. And I think they might they were cop partners, I think. Yeah, because they were, were together on the children right. murder case. That is an awful sentence to say. Um, I, you're not wrong. But they were working together on that case. So Cliff goes to Charlie and like very gravely tells him, like, Duncan got out. Like, I'm going to do anything to stop him. Will you help me? Like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're totally going to kill this guy. I think, though, that this is also Charlie's surprise birthday party. <laughs> like, and it seems like Cliff wasn't invited. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, it seems like he shouldn't be here. Like, like because he comes up to him and he's like, hey, I got to talk to you. And he's like, oh, man, like, I can't handle another surprise. Like, you must have set this up, didn't oh, yeah. you? You know, and so he's like, no, let's go talk upstairs. And Charlie's like, okay. And then he's like, hey, happy birthday. Remember when we saw those two kids get murdered? (laughs) And then he's like, oh, sick baby, by the way. Anyway. Yeah. His baby's just fucking sleeping in its crib upstairs. So Charlie's like, like, wouldn't it be sad if your baby died? Shouldn't we kill this guy? I'm like, holy shit. And Charlie's like, yeah, I guess. And then we're back to Tracy. Thank God. Yeah. Tracy is leaving the bar and we see Duncan watching her as she makes her very long journey home up so many stairs. So many stairs. What city are we in? Where on earth is this? This has to be like Italy or something. Like this is not America. (laughs) Yeah. It's the Joker stairs. Oh, there's such a Joker moment later in this movie. I was freaking out. I can't wait. 
She's walking up so many fucking stairs. <laughs> she has the scariest elevator in the world. Yeah. Which my first apartment in Chicago had an elevator like that where you had to pull the thing. Yeah. And yeah, every yeah. time I felt like I was in the end of Saw, like I was Jigsaw at the end going game over and slamming <laughs> the door. Oh my God. I had one of those. Um, But it's very scary. This pissed me the fuck off. Like, Oh my God. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I will, I will never like blame a victim. I just think this is a case of bad writing. Like this is just not yes. how a human yes. would behave. No. Because he being Duncan is in her hallway and she's calm. First of all, she goes, Oh, it's you. And she says, I'm so sorry for what? Yeah. Like shut all the fuck the way up. Cause like he says something about like being weird and she's like, I'm the one who should be sorry. And I'm like, no, you're yeah. not. Yeah. Literally not Ugh. even a little bit. It was so gross. It made my tummy hurt. It's horrific. And then, like, she's standing in the doorway, and he's, like, outside the doorway, because she's got the door open. And, like, her phone rings. And instead of being, like, I should get that, bye, she's just, like, oh, one sec. And, like, just, like, leaves her door open and goes to answer the phone. Hello? So he just, like, meanders inside. I'm, like, get him out of your apartment. Ew! He, like, sits down in a chair, and she's like, <laughs> you shouldn't be in here. Or, like, like, how did he get in here? How did he get here? You're like, he... Uh, Ugh. So, he's like, I'm new in town, and she's like, uh-huh, well, where are you from? And he's like, I'm from New York. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, like, the most British he sounds the whole movie. And so, she's like, you should leave. And he's like, let's get coffee. Like, all he wants to do is, like, buy her a drink. She has to, like, physically maneuver him, like, out of her apartment. She, like, slams the door behind him, locks it, is, like, leaning against it. And then we see that he's, like, turning the doorknob, trying he's to get like back in. It's so gross. It's horrific. And then I think we're back at the precinct. There is so much detective stuff. They're always playing cards. I don't know. I don't fucking know what they're doing. And then Cliff is just interviewing any vagrant individual he can find. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like wandering around the neighborhood interviewing almost exclusively black people, by the way. Oh, yeah. Largely. Uh, being like, hey. Basically, what I'm trying to say, I'm so sorry, um, is that we like we see like in the morning or whenever the fuck um, Duncan and like some guy like get kicked out of a laundromat because it seems like they were sleeping there. Mm hmm. Um, and that guy is one of the people that Cliff interviews. Yeah, he like and he's like bribes him with booze. It seems. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I'll help you find him. Like, I'll tell, tell, I'll give." He's like, "He's like, I'll give him the money." He's like, "You just give me that money, and I'll give it to him as a favor to you." And I'm like, "What are we talking about right now?" Yeah, he like gives this man booze, and he's like, "Tell Duncan I have money for him. Like, get Duncan here to me, yeah. and like, I'll give you more booze, and I'll give him money. Like, it'll be great. Just like." bring duncan to me this goes right. fucking nowhere also by the way yeah, like, this doesn't need literally. to happen <laughs> so then he's at tracy's apartment yeah he's like done he's knocking on the door and tracy like stubs her toe on the way over so she's already in a bad mood mm -hmm. um and he's like hi i'm the police and she's like i don't know anything about anybody goodbye and he's like no you have to let me in and she's like, well, do you have a badge? And he's like, yeah, I got a badge. Open the fucking door. And then she opens the door and he's like, I don't have a badge. And I left my license at home. <laughs> it was really funny. It made me laugh. It's so stupid. But like, I hate him. He's so mean. He's like, immediately being a huge dick to her. Why is he being mean? I don't get it. Like, what? how does this serve you to do that? So he like whips out a picture of Duncan, which he obviously recognizes because the man who was bothering her in her home last night. Yeah. 
And he's like, you know this guy? It took the coroner six days to put back together the bodies of the kids he ripped apart with his bare hands. Do you know where he is? Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. So much crazy traumatic information to give this woman. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yep. It's out (laughs) of control. So this is where he asks Tracy like to work with him to help him out. Um, and she she doesn't even agree. She just kind of like <laughs> stares at him blankly and then we move <laughs> to the next scene. Cliff calls up Charlie to be like, hey, he says like the funniest shit. He's like, like he must be improvising. He's like, yeah, you know, the closer I get to this, you know, the more I just like, I don't know, it gets to me. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, when I find that guy, I'm going to kill him. And I mean... I was confused because, like, other than the father of the children, like, asking him yeah. to, like, why is he taking it so personally? It's just, like, the nobility of man thing, it's you know? It's so, I mean, not that it's so strange to be upset that a man killed children, but, like, no. he is taking it so personally. It makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. But this guy's like, this guy murdered these kids with his hands. And I'm like, like, I don't mean to, but it just doesn't, like, that's not fucking possible based on how they're saying it. I was also like, like, how? Like, what is he, the Hulk? Shut up. Like, I'm sorry, it's just annoying. But even Charlie is like, like, did someone hire you? Like, is someone paying you to, like, like, are you a hitman now? Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm just doing this for fun. So Charlie's like, so what are you going to use to kill him? And he says, lock needles. What? And Charlie says, take your time and do it good. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> okay. Sure. I don't know. He's like, I don't He's He was like, hang up the phone. I go, yeah, wait a minute. You just made your best friend possibly an accomplice to this crime you're about to commit. Yeah. Like, and he really wanted to, too. <laughs> yeah. And then the next note I have is, I'm going to fucking fall asleep. Fair. <laughs> and then I wrote, Kurt coughing. Relevant? Yeah. No. <laughs> so... Duncan's in a really sorry state. He's begging for money. Um, He's back at the bar because Tracy is inside the bar acting as bait for our private detective. Um, Duncan's just coughing a lot. I don't know. Tracy gets a beer, leaves the bar. Oh, yeah, because he doesn't charge her. Paul McCartney gives her the beer for free. And she leaves and we see Cliff following her. Yes. home and okay she makes yes. this very long trek home again i'm like it's just so much filler it's just there's so, more stairs this there's time so many stairs <laughs> oh and there's a drunk man jump scare she like almost trips over some yeah. guy on the ground she trips on a dude and I, I i wrote down that felt like a very cruel jump scare yeah like that felt very unkind in all aspects yes. i didn't like that at all Oh my god! Because like, yeah. oh my god, it's so scary. Oh, thank God, it's just a man passed out on the sidewalk. Like, I'm glad it's nothing to worry about. I'm like, <laughs> help him. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no. Um, so she gets back to her apartment, and um, Cliff is there. How did he beat her there? I don't know. How do people keep getting there before her? I know. How is that happening? They're following her. <laughs> How so do they-, they get there first? Sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. So he's like, um, he's like, oh, I guess we didn't get him this time. He's like, hey, but he's probably still out there. Why do you look upset? Like, you know? oh my, like I don't get it. He's like, oh, don't worry. The guy that like forcibly made his way into your apartment and wouldn't leave is probably still at large. 
okay bye like cool she goes inside and duncan is in her bathroom this actually scared the shit out of me a little bit this really scared me i was delirious because this is like cliff has just left after being like i'll be monitoring like on and off all night and i'm like why not always on why not hello why not just on this woman that you actively put at risk um so then he yeah he's like hiding in her closet i don't know how he got in there how he got there before her i like that really scared me that made me yelp um that's fair but then she is like skulking around the apartment a little bit and she turns a corner and he like appears and like puts his hand over her mouth and that really scared me oh it's no i mean it's horrific i just it's so funny to me that he got in there before she I just, i'm just like how because at this point i was like, just so frustrated because i was like now this movie is about this private detective and this like older woman like this is not what i thought this movie was like where is carol kane this is not what i wanted no, at all yeah. It's literally so dumb. Like, why is this movie about these two? Like, the whole reason Clifford is following her home is so that they can catch Duncan following her home. So how did he get there without either of them noticing? What way did he go? Like, how how did he beat both of them there it's preposterous that cliff beat her how did duncan beat both of them exactly he's just uh he's just a crawler from x-men it's so frustrating (laughs) Uh, Uh, but he's advancing on her he says the worst possible thing he says uh, i want you to be my friend ew dude ew it's so bad she starts screaming. Cliff comes running up the stairs, but he does it loud enough and also slow enough that Duncan's like, oh, a police officer is coming. I'm going to get out of here. And he escapes. But that's like he makes like a swift exit through these like conveniently placed double doors that I thought were a balcony. Yeah. I, and I was don't like, know. Oh, shit. It's going to be like a, a chase scene. And then he just runs outside. And I was like, oh, God. But is there ever okay. a chase scene? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. It's so stupid. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, he just knocks shit over so much. And despite the fact that he's, like, clattering and shit, Cliff somehow goes, like, the opposite direction. Yeah, I don't know how he, like, gets such a lead on Cliff that Cliff's like, I can't even bother trying to chase him. Uh, But then the character who I don't think gets a name, who I just referred to in my notes as the unhoused fella from before. (laughs) I was calling him laundromat guy. Yeah, he's, he's Duncan's friend. He sees Duncan. He's like, oh, we got to go to the park. A guy has money for you. We got to go there now. And that does no good. He is not interested. And then suddenly we're watching Joker because Duncan is being weird and nude in a public restroom. Oh, (laughs) you're so right. I'm like, that is Joaquin Phoenix and Joker doing his little dancey dance in a public restroom. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so true. He actually Um, ate this scene. Yeah, no, he did. This is everything. He's like touching his like hand to the reflection in the mirror and um I dude He's like flashing back to the mental institution he was in. He's flashing yeah. back to Tracy, he's flashing back to Jill. Yeah. He flashes back to like after he ripped the kids apart, like he's all like yeah. covered in blood standing over their beds. It's interesting because he almost seems like tormented by what he's done. He starts crying, which is fascinating. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't really scan to me. I it don't think that so makes sense. But interesting. it's interesting. Yeah. Because he was crying and then he slumps on the floor and it's this really beautiful shot. It's, like yeah. zooming away from him and he's just like naked, like this on his little knees. Huddled. But yeah. like his like arms like draped over the sink in such a way. Like it's just a really cool silhouette. Yeah. No, it's, it's very beautiful. It's a really good scene. Like he's fucking eating. But 
then the rest of the movie is still happening. <laughs> yeah, so then we're like in the park and the laundry guy's like, update, totally saw him again. He did not want to come to the park mm-hmm. to meet you. Um, and then I don't know how these two points got connected because I was definitely out. Um, but Clifford eventually finds Kurt, I think, sleeping in a shelter. That's This part of the movie pissed me off the most because it's the <laughs> it's most the unnecessary. It's so stupid. Because nothing happens. Nothing comes of it. Like, it and could it's like so, 25 minutes. It could so easily just be removed from the movie entirely. Like yeah. there's no, it affects nothing. Everything is the same as when the scene started. Like yep. it pisses me off so bad. Uh, but here we go. So he, yeah, it seems like he's in a shelter of some kind and he's looking for Duncan and he's like, poking around in the dark and i'm like are you shining flashlights in guys faces how are you gonna find this guy and so like of course uh what's his name duncan god (laughs) so of course duncan wakes up because someone's walking around the bunks shining a flashlight and he's like oh shit this guy's probably looking for me but he like we realize later he's like he's 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 hiding a pillow under the covers but he like scoots in and kind of pulls them over his head and i was like they can't find you if you're cozy (laughs) if you're under the covers they can't get you if you're snug as a bug in a rug, there's no way they're going to find no your ass. No fucking way. Uh, so he slips out. My notes say, God, this is boring. You can <laughs> really tell this wasn't meant to be a feature length film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because finally Cliff gets to like the only bunk he hasn't. And like none of these guys are waking up, by the way. No, it's Kurt's just like, like the princess and the pea. It's just so long of this guy walking around <laughs> and Duncan like hearing him walk around. And I'm like, god damn it what are we doing um but cliff realizes he got pranked because he pulls back the covers on the bed that he is somehow so sure is kurt right um and it's just pillows prank classic um time for a little chase scene yeah like it's a little bit exciting because he's like throwing knives it's a little fun uh duncan's like throwing plates at him and knocking shit over he starts banging on doors and just screaming and i'm like (laughs) What are, what are, what is anyone going to do for you? Like, it just devolves into yelling. Like, what are you going to do? Help the police officers chasing me because I'm a murderer. Like, what's the plan? <laughs> also, though, <laughs> Clifford has, like, this ingenious plan that he's going to, like, trick him into surrendering. He's like, hey, buddy. Like, you're in the hallway. He's like, it's over. I got you. And I'm like, no, you didn't. It's you also didn't get him even a little bit. <laughs> Like, they're just so unmatched, and I don't mean this in any kind of rude way, but just, like, Cliff cannot run as well as Duncan can. He's a a larger man. He keeps stopping on the side and, like, you know, putting his hand on his thigh and going, He has a difficult time running in a way that Duncan just, like, zips out of there, you know? Yeah, and some people can't run, and some some big people can't run. Yeah, it's not a judgment. It's just what we see in the movie. the way that they are both portrayed. He just can't run. He's real zippy and and cliff's not but he's like i'm not gonna hurt you and i'm like i i didn't really think you were until yeah, like, you're acting you like haven't a cop been. you know what i'm saying and then he's like i'm not gonna hurt you i'm not gonna hurt you and i'm like i believe you less every time you say it he's just chasing him for so long he keeps screaming duncan eventually <laughs> tumbles down these stairs pouring out of there he's like hopping on like commissary tables and then he like slides backwards down the railing like he falls for so long and cliff is like oh i couldn't possibly get to him there's like three men standing in my way i can't yeah. get around them i thought the guys were physically restraining him but it seems like they weren't they're they just like just in his way <laughs> um I wrote, Jesus, it's still not over. We're still chasing. 
But thankfully, it's almost over because Cliff like runs out into the street and he can't see Duncan anywhere. So he starts punching the side of a dumpster and yelling. Yeah, I like grow up. We see um, Duncan like huddled up in like an abandoned shack or something. And he goes, no one can see me anymore. No one can hear me. Nobody touches me. I'm not here. I don't exist. I was never born. <laughs> me when I do an edible. <laughs> like me when I haven't gotten a hug in a few days. Nobody, Nobody touches can me. see me. I don't exist. <laughs> not even real. I'm not here. I wasn't. And like, I don't know why, but like, I was never born, like makes sense. And then the last one, he's like, I wasn't born. <laughs> I don't know why like, it makes whoa, me laugh whoa. when he just says wasn't. I wasn't born. I wasn't born. <laughs> I was created in a lab. I have no belly button. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? Oh, okay. Good part of the movie comes back because Carol Kane's oh, back. Thank God. She's so pretty. She's got demon children though. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they are actually very cute. It's just we're introduced to them, like, speaking in unison, which is really scary. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, Mommy, hi. I was like, holy shit. And it's because, like, she's, if it's seven years later, ostensibly, she is our age. And she has two children. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm older than her now. I'm like, why does she have, like, two, like, kids who are old enough to talk and, like, walk around and do stuff, you know? Horrific. And then, like, the, so we, of course, quickly find out that she and her husband are going out to dinner and they've hired a babysitter. I think we can, I think we can all anticipate where this is going to go. <laughs> but um, the babysitter's like, oh, I saw your picture in the paper. You looked beautiful. And I was like, her picture is in the, pa- it's like the fucking, it's the bitch in Peeping Tom who's like 22 with like published children's books. Yeah, it's like, it seems no. like it should be very significant. There's this newspaper article with her picture in it. But I don't know why. Uh, yeah, it seems like it's something that got cut somehow. I don't it know. was very strange. We do zoom in on it, though. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Jill's husband is in a real hurry to get to dinner. Yeah. Because she's like going over the phone numbers and being like, you know that like 911 is the emergency services. You know that, right? She like, probably gets a little nervous about leaving yeah, her kids with the babysitter. You understand why. And her husband fucking goes, honey. In 10 seconds, I'm going to eat the staircase. I love her husband. We will later find in like two minutes. He's so hot. When we see him like in bed with his pajama shirt unbuttoned, he is fucking ripped. He's got these washboard abs. And like, you look at him and he's just like, he's got like, like a curly little afro. Yeah, yeah. he's got these big glasses. And I'm like, who? And he's so hot. Once he takes his shirt off, like you so don't expect it. So hot. He's so muscular. It's, it's the crazy. Daisy Jones in the sixth issue because you have like fucking ripped Sam Claflin looking like he's from the seventies. Right. Mm-mm, get that away from me. Right. Honey, in ten seconds, I am going to eat the staircase. <laughs> Who wrote that? That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. He's, that's. I love the movie so much. As soon as it's like about her and her husband, I'm like, I love this. Like, not to be mean, she, and I think this is just because I was primed to imagine her as, like, a 14 to 18-year-old in the beginning of the movie, but they're at dinner, and he's like, I'm going to be the youngest district sales manager at the company, and I was like, at what, 39? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, and it's not that, like, I'm sure that guy's, like, 28 tops, but it just made me laugh. I was like, he's like, I'm going to be so young, and I was like, you look like an adult. Like, <laughs> shut up. You're a grown-up. But they're at dinner, and it's very fancy, and they're talking about how they're going to have enough money to buy a car. They're having such a nice night. Uh They really are. And then the phone at the restaurant rings. The waiter comes over. He's like, you got a phone call. And Jill says, okay, like I'll, I'll, it's probably the babysitter. I'll go see what's up. Uh, She answers the phone. It's Duncan. And he says, 
have you checked the children? Ah! Understandably, she freaks out. Yeah. She's screaming. She falls on the ground. Her husband runs over, but she's too, like, upset to properly explain. Um, But he seems to be an intelligent man. He seems to understand what he, like, pieces things together. So he calls the babysitter and very intelligently, because she's like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, nothing's going on. What do you mean? And he very smartly is like, if, like, something is wrong and for some reason you can't say so, like, just say yes. And she's still like nothing what are you talking about like she's just right. seems genuinely confused right and like also everybody's crowding around they're like what like the sec the second jill goes down some background actor is like why are there no doctors i'm like she just hit the floor man she's like why isn't he taking her to the hospital and i'm like stay mind like, your business you relax mind like, your entire own entire restaurant has gotten out of their seats to be like what's wrong with this lady it's I'm like, like leave her alone mind your business literally i was so mad for her <laughs> you ever see that like johnny has 17 soaps wait a minute wait a minute why does johnny have so many soaps mind your business david everyone's like crowding her and so like poor i think her husband's name is steven poor yeah steven is like trying to manage like the restaurant staff and like the 800 random strangers and like the babysitter and his wife having like a extremely traumatic like response and like the police showing up and he's like i'll explain it in a second let me deal with this give us five fucking minutes and so jill takes the phone and she's like i think sharon is the babysitter and she's like when is the last time you checked on my children and she's like 40 minutes ago that is so enough time that's so enough time for someone to slip in and murder them that's, so she's, she's like freaking out yeah screaming crying she like picks up the phone again to like ask her to check again and mm-hmm. all she gets is a dial tone very scary carol kane is so good she's so good she's incredible and she's like trying to explain to the cops but she like can't and she's like she's like he's here like he has my babies this yeah. man has my babies like oh my god oh that's the worst thing in the world so they race home. She immediately runs upstairs and the kids are asleep in bed, n- alive. Nothing has happened. I didn't trust it at first until they moved and talked to her. I was like, I know. that head could roll off that body. I any know. Second. I, I did not trust that shit for a minute. Yeah. But it, they are fine. <laughs> this is when I realized her husband is very hot because they get into bed in their jammies. <laughs> And like, he, I was nervous because like, he's kind of like, honey, we're late. And I'm like, you must understand why she's yeah like react like and he doing does this, right i was like fuck you like respect her trauma but then he's like don't worry like i have a shotgun which like i don't love but like in theory i get it yeah he's trying to make her feel better he like puts the shotgun yeah. like by the bed he like cocks it and everything he's like we're ready yeah like, he gets he's it like, i'm a good shot i'm a light sleeper like it's gonna be okay like come here like it's very sweet he and he's gets it house. he <laughs> is fucking ripped i've never seen abs like that on a man like that <laughs> he, he gets it and he could get it god damn he's hot um, um in the meantime cliff's cop friend charlie is at the precinct police playing cards room yeah he's playing cards um he overhears about the incident that just happened with jill at this restaurant and he's like oh that's interesting i know about that <laughs> and so he uh calls to tell cliff and cliff's like some random motel and he's like trying to get through to jill but her line is disconnected and he can't contact her and he's like that's kind of weird isn't it <laughs> yeah and the charlie mentions that like they're patrolling the house like every 20 minutes they send like a stakeout by and I'm like, why does why someone just don't stay just there park the car exactly they're always like yeah i'll be in and out and i'm like why not just stay there 
Especially because one of the things that they mention in the in the beginning of the movie is that like they missed it by like a minute. And we've seen how fast this guy is. He's very spry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. God. It's ridiculous. So um unable to sleep, understandably. Jill yeah. is kind of like wandering around the house. I think she's like pouring herself a glass of milk or something. Yes, and I thought she like goes out. <laughs> I thought she's getting herself water and I'm like, it's worse. It's milk. <laughs> So she has her milk and then like the light goes out and you're like, okay, that could be the power going out. But then she flips out. She flips on like the little light over the oven and that goes on and she's like, all right, <laughs> like somebody's fucking in here. So she goes upstairs to check on her kids and something that scared the shit out of me is that her little Ooh. son is holding a piece of candy and like she doesn't know where he got it from. And I'm like, is this That's man bringing candy to the kids? It's so, yeah, that scared me. And then she turns and she sees that their closet isn't closed all the way. And I'm like, oh, he mm. loves being in those. Yeah, really. Uh, He's but, not in that one, thank God. Yeah, that but. one's a fake out. Uh, so she gets back into bed. <laughs> I got nervous. <laughs> uh, you're right. So she's like, she's like holding the lollipop and looking at it. I thought it was a knife, by the way. I cause it, it's not I'm, like an identifiable candy to no, me. No, it's like a big long square on a stick. I like, had no idea what it was until she was like, "Where'd you get the candy?" I was like, "Oh, it's candy." I, it was, I was like, "It's a knife. It's a popsicle." I'm. I think I'm traumatized from skinnering. I had um, no idea what it was. It's nothing I've seen before. Uh, yeah, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But she's looking at it and she's like, "No, something's wrong." So yep. she picks up the phone, and it's not fucking connected and then like immediately we hear like some noise outside which was captioned on my screen as kurt groaning yep me too stop that she hears like moaning she looks and her and her husband's closet is open as well and then she hears him whisper it's like no one can see me it's like that thing again he says one of those things like you can't see me but i had to come back yeah Oh, so she turns on the light and rolls over to wake her husband up. Only the man in bed next to her is not her husband. Oh. It's Duncan. That that got me so fucking. Oh. That was so fucking oh, scary. Yeah. That was the worst thing that's ever happened. That was so scary. Because he turns and the camera like zooms in on him really fast. And, and like, he's yelling oh, again, I think, isn't God, he? Maybe. I don't know. She's screaming. Every, everyone's probably screaming. It was so <laughs> fucking scary. So she like is like kind of falling out of bed, like trying to get out of there. And he's like grabbing her, her leg and grabbing her like nightdress. Yeah. And like they're like on the floor. And like I, she, I think she should be dead because it seems like they just shoot. Somebody shoots Kurt. Yeah. Duncan. And it seems like the way they're positioned, it should go through him and hit her. Like, I guess it doesn't go all the way through him. I guess. Yeah. I don't really know how bullets I guess work. I was thinking it was with a shotgun because I thought it was going to be her husband, but it's actually fucking clifford so maybe i don't know i just feel like a shotgun will like rip through shit right i don't know i don't know how guns work i have no idea point is somebody shoots duncan um and it's clifford (laughs) and like he gets down next to the body he shot him like three times in the chest he's not gonna make it right but he like thinks about blowing his brains out like right in front of jill let's not yeah, he... Maybe we don't. I don't know what makes him stop. Like, Jill's, like, crying and screaming. Uh, we hear some noise coming from the closet. Luckily, her husband is alive, just, like, knocked out and, like, bound in the closet. <laughs> but he, like, falls out of there. And she's, like, screaming and crying. 
and like i'm like oh my god is he dead yeah and then clifford goes and like holds her and she's screaming and crying i'm like oh my god i think he's dead and then clifford just goes your husband's gonna be okay and i'm like why did you wait <laughs> i know like lead with that stops crying it's because she thought he was dead she's like okay he's like, sick <laughs> he's like he's like i see that you're hysterical and i hold you because i understand why you're so upset your husband's gonna make it it's like what do you mean like it's just, yeah it's stupid he's just like comforting her there's this incredibly like tense music playing like it's still playing like it's like the height of the scary thing mm-hmm. happening and it just like is a shot of the exterior of the house and then it's like superimposed with what must be duncan's like eye and nose <laughs> I, I like almost wanted to ignore it and like not even mention it because <laughs> i don't know I what know. the fuck that is like the scary music is still playing it's the house and like the faint image of his eye and then the movie's over it's the credits it's the end okay yeah. <laughs> woo final thoughts on when a stranger calls some of it was good carol kane is amazing carol kane's great like news fast (laughs) (laughs) this movie the whole time i was watching it there was an hour left of the movie i could never get further than that (laughs) literally i had to watch it so many times it was so boring i'm sorry i literally was asleep for some of that like good god and somehow i still got almost every single detail yeah boom (laughs) (laughs) ridiculous well i have a difficult question tara Whatever do you think the Bravo TV network chose as the 28th scariest movie moment of all time? Is it when the call's coming from inside the house? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, and like, I don't, because like for me, I, I don't know about that. Him being in bed next to her was scarier yeah. for me. But also like, I'm trying to contextualize it. Like the call is coming from inside the house is so <laughs> familiar. True. And like, yes. we very much knew that was coming. And like him yeah. being in bed with her, I did not know was coming. So like, right that had the advantage and like so i'm trying to imagine like if i didn't know the urban legend like that would be really scary yeah i don't know also it's like i always thought the call coming from inside the house was a black christmas thing not always but since we covered that i didn't realize that was this and then i was like oh that's already i like i feel like that conceit has already existed and been exciting for me you know well yeah because it's like it's the urban legend but then black christmas was like four or five years before this movie and then there was this movie but like the urban legend has existed since the 60s i think mm. so but uh, you know it's scary it, it is scary i don't mean it's like that scene wasn't scary no, yeah because it, it very much was like, and it's done so well some of like the shit that made me scared is just like zooming in on like the clock ticking yeah like just her being in there and sitting in like i remember convincing myself there were murderers in my neighbor's house like trying to kill their kids you they know really, and it was gonna be my fault <laughs> like they really like the moment they chose was the whole opening scene like that's, yeah that makes the, sense it's the whole scene that's um, too like and this is scary. I feel like this is way too far down the list for how bad this movie is as a whole. I know. You know? I mean, I guess, like, the special isn't operating under, like, our constraints of watching the whole movie. <laughs> That's like, true. picking the scariest moment. But yeah, I'm like, yeah. I feel like, I don't know, maybe it was scarier in Black Christmas, you know? Because Black I Christmas so. is a better movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they talk about, like, the urban legend. They like, tell the story, which, like, this is, like, the opening of this movie is like a really faithful adaptation of the urban legend, like detail yeah. for detail. Yeah. Um, and the most uh, notable part to me is that Carol Kane was in the segment Yay! of the special and talks about like, she seems to really love this movie, which I think is Aww. cool. Cause she had like a long and varied career after this movie. So like she has mm-hmm. a lot of pieces to pick from and she like seems to love talking about this movie. And she's That's talking awesome. about, 
how like it was written so intelligently and shot so intelligently and she's like so cute she's like getting all scared like talking about it like she's like repeating the have you checked the children line she's like oh i have goosebumps like she's all scared oh i love her she's just like us i love her well that's the thing the parts of the movie she's in are really intelligently shot and executed like she's so good i wish she was in more of it i I I thought this movie was like about her you know right well it's made out to be about her Uh, but then also the Coors Light twins are there and they say, never have two phone lines in the house. That's their advice. True. <laughs> Which like, True. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, why were there two phone lines in one house? <laughs> no, that was like a thing. I remember I would call one of my friends sometimes and the, the mom or their mom would be like, oh, like she'll pick up on the other line. And I was like, how do I get on the other line? Like, I don't understand. Why do you have that? Yeah. Like, what does that do? Weird. That's fine. Like. At some point, like telling the urban legend of like the babysitter will not make sense because like landlines aren't a thing I anymore. Know. Like if you tried to tell it to the kid, they'd be like, "I don't get it." <laughs> Call no, it's ID. like when yeah, exactly. Like what are you talking about? Um, like you can just silence it. <laughs> just don't answer. <laughs> it's the this. Yeah. When they do that for the phone. Hey Riley. Hi Tara. What movie are we watching next week? <laughs> okay. Oh no. I, okay, next week, we're watching a movie directed by James Whale. Uh, get ready for this. From the year 1931. Get ready for this. It's called Frankenstein. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, it's Bay. This movie, I know I'll tell the story when we're recording the episode, but this like may be the first horror movie I ever saw. Because uh, oh. my dad showed this movie to me when I was a little, little, tiny little oh, girl. No. And he Mike. Ta- like, I have no memory of this, but he tells oh. me about it all the time that it scared me so bad. No. He was like, you cried so much, I thought you would never stop. <laughs> and it was like, he was alone with me. Like, my mom and my sister were, like, off doing something. It was just me and my dad. And he, like, showed me Frankenstein. And he said, my mom got so fucking mad when she came home. She's like, what the the hell were you thinking <laughs> <laughs> yeah good point he was like i thought i would teach her about the humanity of every god like god's creatures and like i don't recall this film but apparently at the beginning frankenstein like throws a little girl into a lake or something and he said the little girl looked like me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and i got really scared like and i just think that's so fucking funny and i can't that's wait to like watch funny. this and like see that and be like this is this is what did this to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like this. Because I don't remember oh, it, but God boy, does it. my dad remember it. <laughs> I bet. Holy shit. That's so funny. So I'm very excited to talk about this movie. It's a big part That's- of my lore. <laughs> That's, I think, the only time I can think of my dad showing me, like, a forbidden movie. There were, like, three pieces of media I got access to via my dad that I, like, kind of wasn't supposed to. First one being Spongebob because my dad thought it was funny, but my mom was like, it's too weird. I don't want her watching that. But he was like, I like it. So she was like, fine. Second one was he got me the um, like explicit version of Avril Lavigne's album, whatever one girlfriend. Oh, oh, it was the best damn thing. I think yeah, it was yeah, called. Yeah. Whatever girlfriend was on. I can see the and cover. my mom got so mad. Yeah, right. Where she's like this. Yeah, it's like the black um, and the pink and the. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then my mom got mad and he had to buy me the clean version, but I still had the explicit version. Naughty. And then he, um, he let me watch School of Rock without her knowing. Oh, I love School of Rock. I love that movie. I'm excited. Mary Shelley, my queen. And it's like 70 minutes long. I should oh, be able to go. watch it before next week. <laughs> I can't believe he threw you in a lake. I can't believe he threw you in the lake. He threw me in the lake. I can't wait to see this little girl that will look just like I did when I was a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't need to read the description. It's Frankenstein. Yeah. 
Um, well, if you don't want to miss that, which you should not, um, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at Fright Your Life for updates. You can also follow Riley and I on our individual Twitters at Riley Cassidy One and at Tara Elwood. And you can join us next week as we try to give you the fright, the fright of your, of your life. life. Ooh. Ooh.